I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Don't get me wrong. I love these hoes. It's no secret. Everybody knows. Yeah, we fuck, bitch, so what? That's about as far as my buddy goes. Well, we'll be friends. I'll call you again. I'll chase you around every bar you attend. Never know what kind of car I'll be in. We'll see how much you'll be partying then. You don't want that. Neither do I. I don't want to flip the when I see you guys. When I see you with guys. Too much pride between you and I. Not a jealous man, but females lie. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Hotels podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, Saturday morning, so it's feedback time. Uh-huh. Uh, feedback is when you guys get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about what we said. Um, and then we let you know what we think about what you thought about what we said. So it's pretty meta. Um, and uh, it was a pretty good week. I had a lot of guests, a lot of long shows, yep. uh, a lot of responses on Twitter and facebook and all that stuff people seem to be enjoying it i'm um, glad they are yeah and we appreciate everybody for listening um you can go to the blackouttips.com and leave comments vote in the polls leave comments on your votes in the polls you can email us the at gmail.com you can leave us voicemails that are under three minutes throughout the week 704-557-0186 mm-hmm. um and uh you can leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher those are all things that we do to, uh, you know, so where we can uh, talk to people about the show and what they thought and all that stuff, man. We appreciate people that give us feedback those ways. We do. Um, let's give uh, all the praise to the people who donated to the show, though, because it's the blackout the dot com. On the right hand side, there's a donate thing where you can like put in on the show. You can do some recurring donations, one time donations. It's all up to you. So let's uh, talk about those people. Depression, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. That's right. Recession, depression, and unemployment. You guys still looked out for us. Gabriel L. Thank you very much, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Linwood C. Recurring oh, donator. Oh, Gabriel, I hope you survive uh, the next season in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridget R. Uh, with a one-time donation. Thank you very much, Bridget. Thank you, Bridget. Um, we also had uh, Michael F. Uh, we appreciate you, Michael F. No, sir, that's new. No, no, no. He's donated before. Okay. Um, I think he goes by MTF the third. Okay. I know who that is. Yes. Yeah. Caesarea. Thank you very much for your recurring donation, Caesarea. Thank you, sweetie. Willie. Oh, Willie G. Mm-hmm. Willie G. Recurring donator. I see you patting your curls back there. David S. with the recurring donation. Thank you very much, David. Thank you, David. Hanif C. Thank you very much. I hope I pronounced that right. Hanif. Yeah, oh. this is a one-time donation. hope so, too. Now, I know that one's new. Robert L. One-time uh, recurring donator. I'm sorry. Robert L. Recurring donator. You might know him otherwise as Black Ass Rock. Yeah. Thank you, Black <laughs> Ass Rock. Lay me out. Today's a new day. But tell me where are my blue skies? Where is that love, y'all? Where is the love and the joy that you promised me? Tell me it's alright. Then he got suplexed off the stage. Um <laughs> Alright, man. We had five star reviews on iTunes and one on Stitcher. Let's uh get to those and uh talk about them. 
Um, let's see. I don't think I read these, so I'll get to, let's see, a week ago, April 4th. Great content, five stars by Cedric Etherly. This is an awesome podcast. It's such quality content. Rod and Karen are the best, and I'm proud to say I'm a fan of the Blackout Tips. Check it out, and you'll say the same. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you, sweetie. You. Uh, Sobe Film says, because Rod and Karen are hot, five stars. Every episode of TBGWT has something to offer to just about anyone. The humorous, thought-provoking banter between husband and wife co-hosts Rod and Karen as they discuss the issues of the day makes this podcast a must-listen. Subscribe and enjoy. Definitely an instant favorite. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Sobe Film. Thank you. Cassio G-Shocker says, I am delivered! Five stars. (laughs) I don't like whack podcasts no more. The black guy who tips, tips, tips. Love the show, Rod and Karen. Thank you. Glad you delivered, baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, remember five, remembrance, five stars from at, uh, at underscore Brown says, listening to episode 923 and Rod got me remembering a time I was with my mom shopping. She too had that sense, the sixth sense to come back in time. They all do. It's in their DNA. <laughs> the funny part was the lady, two people back who had seen the sale mom saw and wanted to grab a couple things. Man, she gave me the only depressed look because she had no one with her. Oh. So, like, a, yeah, we're not really children when we go out with our mom shopping. We're just placeholders. Oh, and your mama looking at you like, you better stand your ground, too, because mm-hmm. cause you let that woman punk you, we going to be problems when she get back. So, like a gentleman, I held my hands out to let her run and get a few more items. And, yes, oh. amazing, she returned in the nick of time. Side note, mom thought it was a cool thing, so I got a slushy out the deal. Well, that's cool. My oh. mom never gave us shit out of the deal except whatever clothes she got. You know, yeah, because that's what's most important because she's looking like a nigga, I take care of you all the time. It's my turn. Right. Long time fan, first time listener, Justin198128 says, I found Ryder Karen after years of Rod's witty and insightful commentary on Twibs after Black and We Nerd Hard. The Blackout Tips is everything you could possibly want out of a podcast. The news, ratchet, games, reviews, opinions, and guests are well thought out and perfectly executed. All this in Karen's yes. <laughs> then a hot beat drops on a, when a hot beat drops on a song makes my day fly by and leaves people asking what are you laughing at now i listen on my headphones at work yeah we get that a lot a lot of people talk about getting asked what they're listening to and at work uh y'all are the best folks around i feel like i'm sitting down with some old friends and cracking jokes since i'm new i don't get bullet ball extreme but i say it every time see it every time i seen the game uh the that the game and i sing the game songs Y'all truly warm my heart and make me laugh out loud. My only regret is that I didn't check y'all out sooner. Rod, you're funny as hell. And Karen, you're everything. I love you both. And seriously, y'all should be proud of what you do because it is an amazing service uh, to all that listen. Thanks again for everything. P.S. I love the make daddy a sandwich. Um, I don't think that's ever going to get old. Yeah, everybody loves that. Um, uh, I will say uh, if you have premium there's like a uh, bullet ball extreme times where we've just like gone back and explained it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin's had us re-explain it a couple times on the show. Yeah, somebody might ask a question about it. Yeah. And we'll re-explain it. Cause it's a running gag and, and knowing us probably within the next year or two, we'll recover it again. Cause we're always getting new fans. It's like, what is this? Uh, Biddy rock says amazing podcast, five stars. I'm a new listener of the podcast. And I, Oh, that reminds me. Did we even say it this time? What? 
No. The unofficial, the, the official weapon of the podcast is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Huh. I'm glad they wrote that in. Uh, Biddy Rock says, <clears throat> "Amazing podcast, five stars." I'm a new listener to the podcast and I love it. Proud fan of Fonte, Little Brother, and Foreign Exchange. Keep up the realness. You may see me on the podcast circuit in the future. Hey man, join cool. the crew. There's a ton of people out there. Just tell everybody, space for everybody. Mm-hmm. Is this what Jesus died for? Five stars. <laughs> AKA centric is who wrote it. This podcast is addictive. I highly recommend BGWTP. <laughs> for the nerd, I think they mean black guy who tells podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the nerds, geeks, freaks, and eugenics elite. <laughs> Karen and Rod are engaging and entertaining and honest. And if you don't have time for the daily cast or want different content, become a premium member. I'm not getting paid for this. I just believe in the show. And if you can buy an iWatch for $300 or 22-inch Remy, you can subscribe <laughs> to make a donation. Um or make a donation they cover everything captain saver hoes politics activism lgbtq post post racism and the general foolishness that appears every day it could change it could change your life come on over to the sanctuary thank you very much aka century thank you sweetie and we got one on stitcher two years of greatness from aj2353 five stars uh, I've been listening for two years and haven't stopped. Listening to this podcast has shown me a new world of black podcasters that I didn't know existed. Where's my 40 Acres, Black Astronauts, Dream Team, Movie Trailer Reviews, and Gaming and Then Some are just a few podcasts that TBGWT has exposed me to. This show has helped me through countless work weeks while also helping me check myself on a few things in my own relationships. Karen's side jokes will catch you off guard and leave you like Rod sometimes just laughing hysterically wondering where did that come from they really are a great team and i will continue to enjoy the great podcast they produce thank you yeah we appreciate you thank you for those of you out there that want to leave us a review on itunes and stitcher go to any apple device that you have and go to your itunes and uh, type in the black guy who tips and leave us a five star up in the top uh left hand corner you can click and you can actually leave us five stars but leave us a review so we can read it on the show um, because it does matter and it helps boost us up in the iTunes um, rankings. And we only leave, we only read five star reviews that we approve of. Um, so just let you know you're trolling us, it ain't gonna get read. Uh, you talk shit about me, it ain't gonna get read. Uh, so, uh, and if you don't like the show, don't leave us a review at all. But uh, also for shows that you also love, other podcasters out there that you do love, go leave them a five-star review in addition to us. If you don't have an iTunes account, go to um, iTunes.com, create an iTunes account, and do as instructed before. If you want to leave us a review on Stitcher, go to Stitcher.com, type in the black guy who tips, and leave us a review on there. Stitcher is very slow about uh posting a review so if you po- did a review through stitcher let us know and also through uh stitcher i think stitcher also sends a confirmation email so if people have left one and you're like what well, i haven't posted yet check your email and confirm uh through that and it will post ios devices allow you to leave them on individual episodes but we don't get those guys so i want to tell everybody thank you in advance for people that are going to leave us a five-star review not only for us but for your other favorite podcast because it does matter it's absolutely positively a free way to help and support the shows that you love guys yep um all right let's go ahead and talk about uh 
people who did leave comments on the wow there's a lot of comments this week you guys love the show this week and mm-hmm. all i had fun this week i appreciate y'all uh fucking with us uh so the first episode on the blackoutist.com you go to the website you know each episode each episode has its own like post and you can leave comments there people do uh the first one was a feedback show 922 wasp wasp genocide wasp genocide um yeah we got some comments um dad says man i tried to go back and read that long ass comment yeah because there was a comment someone left for us that you know karen just was like no she vetoed reading it i chilled grape the hell out of it it was like a big long solid block of text i think some of it was nice to us and then eventually it turns into like why y'all can't let christians be homophobic yep um anyway Man, I tried to go back and read that long-ass comment. I couldn't make it. I hate long-ass bricks of text. You don't have to be a fucking English major to use paragraph spacing. The space bar is your friend. Shift plus enter slash return. Y'all keep up the good work. All right, niggas. Right. That's another reason why. uh, Because we don't mind them being long, but space them out, phrase them correctly, because uh reading that shit as big ass blocks ain't no joke y'all it's it's not cool to read on our side maybe they think it means race bar and instead of space bar and that's why they don't want to touch it <laughs> apparently so freezer says a quick reply to the dude ranting about how there's no such thing as being in the closet racially i invite him to go watch either version of imitation of life then get back to us with the concept of passing yeah that i, I, I saw i read an article today that said um the first black baseball player in the MLB mm-hmm. might not have been Jackie Robinson. It's probably this black dude that was passing as white. And they were like doing an expose on him. And that was cool. So, Oh, you know, okay. But Jackie Robinson was the first one that can't come out and was like, I am really black. Yeah. People, okay. but, but I mean, people try to do that all the time where it's like, well, gay people can pass and black people can't pass. It's something else. So I don't think gay rights really is important. It's black rights. Like, ah, oh, shut up. Oh, they all important. Jonathan says, I tried to read that rambling paragraph, but my head started to hurt. Before tapping out, I gathered that Anonymous is upset that Christians are maligned by homophobia unfairly. Some of the laws like that BS in Indiana speaks for itself on that front. Anecdotally, I want I went to a funeral. Well, yeah, I will say this. Um, if you think about what the law in Indiana wants and, and some of these other places, what it's mm-hmm. really saying, it's not about christians rights being infringed upon no it's not unless you think the right to discriminate is is some sort of protected status and it's not correct and that's the problem and the thing about discrimination discrimination don't stop with one group it goes to all the groups all of them here's what's crazy even if you could make it stop with one group i don't want it in my world right you know what i mean i'm still offended by it even if you could promise me like well this won't affect the group you're in i don't give a fuck because someone has to care other than that group to make shit change. Correct. And you can't just sit back on the sidelines and be like, I just don't care. It ain't my fight. What the fuck do I care? That, that's not it's not good enough. Right. And it doesn't help solve the problem. And it's one of those things where because you're, quote unquote, in the group that you think will never be affected by, you just don't care. Mm-hmm. Anecdotally, I went to a funeral for a woman who was like an aunt to my brother and I. When, uh, first of all, our condolences. Yes. When we were headed to the cemetery, her nephew pulled me aside to offer to introduce me to the Bible because I'm gay. <sighs> wow. On the other hand, my devoted parents who put my brother and I through Catholic school 
they as well as my brother are huge gay rights advocates and supporters of marriage equality in short christians can be assholes or decent people but like dudes when it comes to issues affecting women they have to stand up against the bullshit or you're part of the problem right yeah that's my thing is like that's why it always kills me when people are like well you just hate christians or you got a problem with with people that are christian it's like man are you fucking listening no they're not you know what i mean there's a lot of people in my life that are christians and they don't do any of the fucking bullshit any. that we see on the the news every day or the radio and i don't think and i don't judge them by that like i don't go correct i noticed that you were tweeting about church and uh are you gonna get creflo dollar a jet because it's all the same to me like <laughs> the fuck out of here man um like stop being sensitive and shit if, if it ain't you it ain't you you know how many times you know either a guest on the podcast or even karen or even uh on twitter the people i follow you hear them and they'll like be upset about something so they'll be like you know men need to do this and men need to stop doing that and i'm a man and i don't do that and i don't need and i've never you know whatever the, I, I don't street harass i've never stopped them to be like well what about my feelings can you right. stop and tell, pat me on the back for not doing it right hashtag, like, hashtag not all of us is always one yeah. of those things where you're like well goddamn obviously it's not everybody right so so that's why it's like if you're whatever group because when we say like white people nobody writes in well you know some white people don't we're talking if you don't do it then you're kind you're fool you're cool we're not talking about you you know what i mean if i say uh all the people who um walk around with their dick hanging out their pants need to stop don't write in and be like well i walk around with my dick in my pants well then guess what motherfucker <laughs> no one's talking about you no they're not um anyway uh i to the guy not seeing the parallels to race in that you can you can't be in the closet racially one pass one passing is a thing two a few guys i've dated are naturally effeminate three if the comparison to being black hit too close to home think about being gay like being jewish it's some it's something you're born into even if you reject it you cannot practice it and try to act mainstream like mainstream society but some people can tell by just looking at you and some people will hate you just for existing right in both cases, the biggest bigots will use selective biblical scholarship while eating pork and trying to have as much sex as possible before marriage. You do realize blowjobs and eating pussy are against the strict biblical reading, no matter whose mouth it is, right? Correct. Well, what's funny to me is when they say they want to discriminate on the basis of their religious belief, they never extend it to fornicators, gluttons, none of that shit. The like liars, you never seen cheaters. them. Yeah, they never say like, uh, look guys, I can't serve a wedding cake to you guys because you guys are shacking up before you, before you uh, got married. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, you pick and choose how you want to extend this. Yeah. Jenica says the five star remix of, on Yo Gotti's live album from the, uh, from the kitchen album is on Spotify, uh, from, and has Nikki. Well, yeah, we know. I just played it for the show. And Jenica, thank you so much because it was your t- response that actually, uh, oh, yeah. put me up on game. Correct. And we just listened to it right before the show started. Anzie Davis says, my answer to, for the poll is Chick-fil-A. That spicy chicken club sandwiches, everything. Mm-hmm. Now, that is because the poll, which had 13 comments, by the way, is who has the best fast food chicken sandwich? Sometimes I do this when I can't think of a poll relevant to the show. The, the options were Popeye's, Bojangles, Wendy's, McDonald's, KFC, Hardee's, Burger King, and not listed will right below. Um, uh, coming in at number one, and I got a lot. I can't lie. This also my favorite, Wendy's. That spicy chicken sandwich is the bomb now. Hey man, add pickles to it, y'all. That, or at least I do. I can't speak for what y'all need to do, but it's perfect. Got mayo, tomato, and lettuce, 
I just tell him to add some pickles to that bitch. And <laughs> I, I be riding around eating that motherfucking Wendy's chicken doll. It's so good. Maybe I grab one at the show now. I know, right? Who has the best? So here's the other, uh, the other votes. 30, 32% said Wendy's. Thir- uh, 29%, so second place, not listed, will write below. Okay, well, yeah, it must be some lo- like some of their local places. Yeah. Then after that, eighteen percent said Popeyes Never chicken had, sandwich. Never had Popeyes. Ten percent said Bojangles. Six mm, percent chicken biscuits. I don't know about sandwiches. Uh, ten six percent said Hardee's, Carl's Jr. Mm. Uh, and I have had theirs before, but that thing is like Hardee's is like a trick because like they shit is like when you see the commercials, like we take. A pound of chicken. Right. Fry it in bacon. With three heads of lettuce. Wrap it on cheese. And then we... Put we, a half a pig on it. Yeah. We take a supermodel and put her titties on it. Some and shit then, she would never eat in real life. And then by the end, it's just like, and then we slap you in the face if you put lettuce on it. Because <laughs> we're men. And you're a little pussy for eating them little pussy chicken sandwiches, pussy boy. You're like, I'll eat that chicken sandwich. You can't stop me, Carl Jr. I ain't no bitch. And you go order it and you just be fucking chili and shit all on your chicken. You're like, why did I even fucking order this shit? It doesn't even make sense. I just didn't want to be a bitch. And now I'm eating a fucking chili cheese chicken sandwich with a hot dog and a steak on top of it. Right. Doesn't even fucking make sense, but that's how those commercials are. Anyway, um, I forget where we was at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number three. That, that. But that's how it is for real. And then sometimes, I'm sorry, then sometimes I look at them sandwiches and I be like, y'all trying to kill me, ain't you? Yeah, they really are trying to kill you. They're, all their commercials are like, we take seven cows. Yes. And we rape them first. And then we put the those rape steaks on top of the burger. And then we take the chili from Satan's asshole and we put that on top of there. And we go to the highest mountains and get goat cheese. Right. But it's evil demon goats. You ain't no bitch, is you? You're like, no, I ain't no bitch. Get that sandwich and die. I have a heart attack while you eating it. It's Hardy's devil's asshole sandwich. (laughs) New at Hardy's. Carl's Jr.'s. Straight from the taint of Satan. <laughs> and we put sriracha on there. Uh, I know. Tainted with mustard gas. <laughs> you will die, boy. And we set it on fire but and will, make you eat all the flames. But you will die, man. You be like, I, I, I'm gonna die, man. <laughs> no one can stop me. And I always eat it like half the sandwich. I'm like, this is way too much fucking sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no one can. Oh, I got heartburn. <laughs> Jalapenos? This doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing on this sandwich makes I'm an arrow peppers. What's happening here? Yeah. God damn Hardy's. <laughs> anyway. I fall for that trick every fucking time, too. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we don't have too many in Charlotte. Cause I yes, a lot them. of them closed, so we have yeah. to kind of ride out. But yeah, I'm glad we ain't got nothing near us, because I'll probably tear them fuckers up. It's like everything. It's like the signage under the Hardy's logo. Instead of saying, like, three billion servers, it just says, like, bitch. I'm like, oh, I ain't, oh, you call me a bitch? <laughs> oh, you done fucked up Hardee's. I'm about to eat the shit out of your chicken sandwich. And how they get you to, oh, you know how they have like the advertisements up in the windows. It's be the same big ass sandwiches you see on the commercial plastered all around the building on right. that glass. This shit is like, this sandwich will kidnap your children <laughs> and force them to watch bestiality porn. I know it would shoot your grandma in the chest if you don't eat it. Okay, I'll eat it. I'll eat it. All right. You ever been robbed by a sandwich and then beaten? 
well that's what this sandwich will do to you yes it will unless you some kind of a bitch and to, you're like i'll eat it yeah, to your soul you can't scare me hardest uh three percent said kfc two percent said mcdonald's zero percent zero burger king burger king Mm-mm. only thing i ain't gonna lie only thing i eat from burger king y'all is that whopper mm-hmm. i do the whopper junior the ices is good onion rings is okay they got the nasty ass fry oh their fries are fucking terrible the worst are the chicken fries i've never had them them sound uh, terrible they sound good in your brain until you get them it's right like, this is you guys don't have regular you can't make good potato fries why <laughs> right. would you be able to make good chicken, chicken fries, fries. That, wow what was i thinking right like them uh poppers them pop chicken popper things that mcdonald's came out with that time and you got that shit and it and it tasted like somebody uh took a uh, little yeah. rocks and, and fr- deep fried and fuck you uh and then we got many comments see the matador says does it make me a horrible person since i still eat chick-fil-a probably i can live with that as they make the best chicken sandwich Oh, they do i do like their chicken sandwich did i not put chick-fil-a on here wow yeah, I'm surprised a, you didn't and that, and, and, that's a huge oversight by me <laughs> they got chicken in their name <laughs> No Chick-fil-A option. You're just trolling at this point, says Armani. He truly forgot y'all. I forgot. Sparger says, Chick-fil-A, they are surely the devil waiting for the right person to die so they can open up on Sunday. <laughs> I bet you they are. Dasmine Hill says, fuck, now I'm hungry. <laughs> Andre says, Zaxby's has the best chicken sandwich. Zaxby's is good. Yes, it is. The only thing I don't like is they Zaxby's sauce. <laughs> Did they, they try to sneak in on the side? You like, what the fuck is this? That shit's so basic, and they be trying to act like it's good. It's just like mustard tastes like. Butterbean says, was supposed to boycott Chick-fil-A. I was supposed to boycott Chick-fil-A after their public statement against gay marriage on behalf of my aunt. But that chicken sandwich was just too good. But Plus, it's not as if there, it was a surprise about where they stood on the issue. Right. I'll tell you this about Chick-fil-A. Uh, if you're going to be a bigot, just be more delicious than my morals. That's all you got to do. Ain't that the truth? That's how that Chick-fil-A secret is we more delicious than the moral fiber of your being and they they've been winning so far yes they have on un, unless the, the quality of service and the quality of food go down i will keep spending my money yeah like if r kelly had kept making good music after he uh had sex with those little girls <laughs> i would have had a much more difficult choice to make fortunately for me he started making silly ass whack music that i didn't like anyway so i just was able to get him out of my life but if he would have had came out with like another um what what was uh like say if he had dropped something to the level of the album that 12 play was on after he got caught molesting kids then i would have been fucked up man oh, Lord. but he had starts doing that silly ass like in the closet shit yeah, and yeah you had to sex make, in the kitchen had like to, had to make a choice and on the counter and on yeah. the table like i'm not gonna fuck to no song that's sex making in me. the jungle mm-hmm yeah i'm not gonna have sex to a song that makes me laugh sorry <laughs> right so you listen to the lyrics going i uh, know yeah so he had a whole lot of like trying to be funny on his album and so it was easy to let go let him go chick-fil-a just was like we just gonna keep making delicious sandwiches and yes we hate gay people and you like oh i can't believe i hate gay people oh uh, give me a number one uh, number let me get number three with cheese uh <laughs> oh, i'll be angry while i eat this sandwich uh swiss cheese please. and i know you hate the gays fuck you <laughs> prince lamar says uh let's see zaxby's chicken sandwich is the pr- truth i might would prostitute myself for a chicken sandwich basket at this point 
I'm mad as hell because Cambridge, Massachusetts prides itself on having very few fast food restaurants. I hate that shit. I'm a busting two trains away from the only Popeyes on the city. Not a single Bojangles in this bitch. By the way, McDonald's has the worst chicken sandwich by far. Yes, they do. Yeah. Well, it depends. They have two versions now. They had a selects, which are like the upper class chickens. And then they had a McChicken, which is that even chicken? Like this, <laughs> those sandwiches. Ever, it's called Mick. So like, I feel you. like the select, the chicken select like sandwiches be looking at the McChicken like, bitch, you ain't no chicken. <laughs> Get out of here. Like when an AKA pledges like post-grad by paper. This is like, you, yeah, you an AKA, but I mean, barely, barely an AKA. Sterling Harrison says, how the fuck Chick-fil-A ain't here? You know what? They look, they look at them like, uh, bitch, you don't get no box. You wrapped up in paper. They sound just so good. It makes me not care about homophobia. <laughs> Mike says, I chose Chick-fil-A seasoned with bigotry. Lynn Duh. says, Chick-fil-A, whenever you, whenever and wherever I get it, I know the homophobe is now running things since the founder died, but I'm hoping my dollars and Jesus will change his mind. Dane Dash says, that, what grown man buys it says, <laughs> what grown man buys sound from another man? Might as well call him daddy. A real boss would make you their own fast food joint. Oh lord. I got these cookies. Uh, Sounds Tasty says, Chick-fil-A hands down the best. And Miss Lynn says PDQ is the best, which I don't, I don't even know what that is. Me either. I always learn something new messing with y'all. But uh, that was episode 922 feedback. Uh, then we had episode 923, Boss, with our girl Jay, Impossible White Man Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody enjoyed. Um, fellas, I say you should go look at that spree cast. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You better get your... Anyway. Um, freakish Nerd love a comment. This whole time, I thought Trina was saying, all you got to do is Google Trina, see the boob game. Yeah, everybody gets that line wrong. I believe it's all you got to do is Google Trina, see the proof main. P-R-O-O-F, comma, main, M-A-Y-N-E. Marek might be that country slang. Yeah, although, I mean, honestly. It could be boot game. It could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, how wrong could could you possibly make it? Any version you make is the right one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Anarch216 says, so Rod's his own boss, but he works for Queen Karen. Rod, is Karen your daddy? Do you make daddy a sandwich? <laughs> I mean, a real house husband would. Occasionally I have made Karen a sandwich. Mm-hmm, that'd be delicious too. Uh, I got some nan bread in there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some nan bread, as I call it, which is, I know, 100% wrong. I do have a question about how this daddy game works. If you have several bosses, how many daddies do you really have? Is the main <laughs> boss daddy while the others are stepdads? Or are they your mom's friend that comes around when daddy at work? Oh, Lord. You know, like Uncle Jim and Uncle Calvin. If so, I guess that makes Barack my daddy and the rest of the chain of command deadbeat dads. Aren't dads supposed to be there when you need money and support? I need my check. I'm trying to get y'all a jet. I know my premium account is barely cutting it. These niggas playing, <laughs> playing with my money. Well, time to go back to work for daddy in the Navy now. Top flight security of the world, Rod, of the world. Peace, Rod and Karen. Love you guys, Will. Oh, thanks, Thank Will. you, sweetie. Uh, Kappa Donna writes in, it's Kappa. Yo, Rod, grab some water. Oh, because it's long. I can, I can do you better. I got some moonshine. Yeah, baby. I like the way you did this, sweetie. It's all spaced out. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, it's the end of the 11-hour workday. Yes, nigga, 11. Also, this was a full-blown show with the most impossible of white men, Jay. First, you can pick up a good suit of K&G. 
Hey, for the record, I didn't say you can't get a good suit, suit KG. I say the pimps be out there. But that that is also where pimps shop in the shop. Because they know you can get a good suit at K&G and find you a good hoe, too. Mm-hmm. There be some women up at K&G, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And they be having ass and shit, so. Mm-hmm. I don't in know. summertime, too, all them thighs and booze be out. And, they, and most of them have look like single parents. They got, like, little kids with them and shit. You never know, man. Um... There are plenty of cheap suit shops, aka Armenian suit shops, throughout the LA area. Stores selling three suits for 129 are all up and down this part of Cali. I've shopped there once in a while and have never looked like Steve Harvey or Rick Smiley at the Apollo. I mean, you say that, but I had to take your word for it, Capadonna. <laughs> Send me a picture of you in a suit. No, how we know you ain't getting that yeah. lime, uh, forest green. <laughs> yeah. That yellow sunray orange. <laughs> How we know you not getting that ro- red rosemary? Right. We don't know if you're getting that Smurf blue doll. We don't know. <laughs> We're just taking your word for it because you know the mm-hmm. colors don't make no goddamn sense the way they make them up. Kool-Aid red coming mm-hmm. up, coming into work. And Kool-Aid red talking about, I look good. This ain't no single Steve Harvey shirt. <laughs> this, this, this is a good top of the line three for 129 suits. All right. <laughs> Cavadonna got two fig in his mouth try calling people bitch at work <laughs> come here bitch let me let me holler at you bitch uh <laughs> <laughs> flicking that two fig at him Cavadonna, you need to do these reports i know with your gators on yeah you ain't fooling nobody try to make him call him Cavadonna at work I'm like mike <laughs> dig, get back to work michael listen listen Who's bitch michael? let me let me be in your ear real quick bitch uh <laughs> You ain't got my TPS reports, bitch. I'm going to have my foot in your ass, bitch. So make sure you go ahead and handle that, bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, let yes. me get my red and black pinstripe Chicago Bull suit that I got from KG. Uh, yes. <laughs> get back to work. I ain't even mad at you, though. My man hit me to this five years ago. If you're working in a sales project manager like me, you have to show up to multiple client sites in a week where you're expected to be suited and booted as well as serve on the deacon board. Those hood suit stores are godsend. Just follow these three rules. Stay with neutral colors. Ask for American single breasts and find a good tailor. Only Negroes never wear suits to work, walk around looking like Huggy Bear on Easter Sunday. <laughs> uh, depending on what you define as work. A lot of them Negroes work them streets. That's in them suits. Mm-hmm. Second, is this Jigaboo time? This is fucking with, this is fucking with an over black people overload today. First, you present the Wilt Chamberlain level triple double of ignorant, self-loathing coons, Azalea Banks, Damon Dash, Isaiah Washington, and Don Lemon. All we need for Raven Simone to show up with her Goku hair for the problematic Negro apocalypse. Oh Lord! <laughs> uh, USC is this basically the Duke of LA. Rich frat boys being rich frat boys. Hence, I'm not surprised by racism over Wi-Fi. Besides, Mrs. Kappa is a Bruin. So, uh, yeah, fuck those kids. Uh, Joe Concha, hashtag white girl rock and that racist photographer. Before I go full Kappa fruit of Islam tirade, give Rod a sore throat and an eyesore. Let me, let me give a succinct version of what I normally say. I'm not surprised by those, by these devils and fuck those devils. As for dudes making less money than their women on ball alert, I don't get it. Maybe it's because I'm around decent cats who care more about promoting their ladies, but I don't know too many dudes who care what their women make. My cousin and my brother are both married to women in law enforcement who make way more than they do. 
my wife used to make more than me and certainly has more education hell my wife's best friend is a junior executive and helped her husband start his own business and of course right you got karen basically like you said more money is called for i'm an insecure man who can't deal with a woman as an equal anyway just got an email and managing uh, management expecting those two tps reports by 6 a.m tomorrow i did say 11 hour workday so i'm out until tomorrow kappa peace peace man um and honestly man i just don't think it's anybody's fucking business who makes the most money in your relationship right you know what i mean like just it's all y'all's right. like what the fuck and they they're not gonna spend it they ain't got nothing to do with your household and your right. household's income i'm not even sure how that becomes an issue where you own twitter or whatever telling everybody my woman make more than me and uh you know i can't take it or vice versa or whatever like stay it's not their business no one else is helping with your relationship Mm-mm. prince Laurent says dame dash does not give a damn about people starting their own business uh businesses he was only saying that shit because it distinguished him from everyone that was in that particular room with him right right i agree i can see through some bullshit man some dude wrote this long post talking about you guys going in on dame dash but you own your business and isn't that what he was trying to say i was like he was okay let's say that that was what he was trying to say i don't think that's necessarily what he was trying to say but let's Mm -mm. say that's what he's trying to say okay i'm fine with that but i worked to get this business i had a job you know what I mean? We did, we did, we've had bosses. Right. I still do got a boss. Right. Like, this isn't about that. The second thing is, I don't give a fuck if you're right if you say something in the most condescending, right. asshole way possible. Yeah, you might be right, but you turn off everyone from listening because you don't know how to, rep- to separate you being an asshole from the actual conversation taking place correct and that's really more to what we were alluding to was just that regardless of what his underlying point is if you turn people off you're going to lose the audience Mm -hmm. it would be like if i did this podcast and every time we started talking we started shitting on people who listen to podcasts it ain't gonna take too long before y'all like why do i listen to this bullshit right if I was sitting around going, y'all listen to a podcast, but y'all ain't out here getting money like our podcast and making money on the podcast. I mean, Nick, you just sitting around doing this. I mean, you signed up for premium, but I'm better than you because I never signed up. I would never. You're going to pay another man money. You're going to give somebody money. Like, eventually it's going to be like, wait a minute, man. Fuck you. Right, and that's exactly you what, know what I mean. Y'all doing. niggas having children. Y'all going to take care of y'all kids. That's what y'all doing. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm saying. Eventually, there's just a level where it's so inflammatory and so offensive where um you turn people off and i feel like he was doing that not to mention he's hypocritical in some fashion right someone in that room was a boss and someone in that room was an employee but it's not like niggas walk around saying the word boss anyway anyway he said uh prince ryan goes on to say and don't even get me started on niggas that are twisting this interview to make it seem like he cares about black people starting their own businesses wow nah he don't he don't. If you had a bakery before this son, his son started selling cookies, Dame would probably show up to your store and clown you for baking like a woman. The guys that agree with Dame are the most are jobless niggas that finally have a way to justify not having a job and shame niggas that do. Yeah. Right. A lot of people that don't have jobs go on these long platitudes and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. When, when you going to get a job, though? Where your paycheck at? Also, if you worry about a woman making more than you, you're a bitch-ass nigga. The problem is that a lot of men and women still use these outdated ideas to determine manhood. I've already decided that I can't be with a woman with old-fashioned values. I don't have a desire to put a stranglehold on a woman's life like a lot of men want and a lot of women expect. 
That's true too. Uh, Michael T. Ford says, "No, Dame Dash, but I tend not to call people I work for a boss." Yeah, me neither. I've never called somebody a boss. You know what I mean? Like, they don't that's even have in a structure. A lot of times, they managers, supervisors, yeah. like even the names that that uh, hierarchies get in the work uh, place aren't called boss. Yeah, I think he was just using that word to be the most inflammatory, but. I feel like he would say that about having a manager or someone who owns your company. True. Mostly it's because I feel like it conveys more authority than just supervisor or manager. For the most part, everyone's answerable to someone, but they be they shareholders or clients. Uh, so I feel like calling someone my boss unironically diminishes me. Like if I refer to myself as a sub- subordinate, uh, maybe I'm hypersensitive about authoritarian structures. You sound like you are a bit, but I think most of us are. But just because you signed my checks, that doesn't mean you're better than me. I like to think that we're all our own bosses, even when we work for someone else. Sincerely, Michael T. Ford, boss in his own mind. <clears throat> yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Me too. <clears throat> and I can support that too. Anzi Davis, right, saying, ignorant people are funny to me, aka Dame Dash. Not everyone is meant to be their own boss. He is always about that fast buck and missing the fact that buying stocks is owning a piece of the company, creating long-term money. Kyle says, God damn, Dame Dash is dumb. This whole interview makes me wonder about the partnership between him and Jay-Z. What the fuck did he do besides put up money? Hell, did Jay even let him do anything? Also, could you imagine a Dame Dash podcast? I will listen to that for a couple of minutes. Uh, and then we had the poll, which was, was Patton, was Patton Oswalt's tweet wrong? Because uh, he wrote like a long tweet, Twitter screed about, I think it's 53 parts about a joke and how mm-hmm. shit is. So um, <clears throat> we made that the poll. The poll was, I mean, the results, the, the options were, yes, he's making fun of marginalized people. No, some criticisms of comedy can be too much. Um, 14% of people said, yes, his, his tweet was wrong. He's making fun of marginalized people. Uh, 86% of people said, no, some criticism of comedy can be too much. Uh, here are the comments. Dr. Dostak says, so I do think that some critics of comedy can go too far. While I thought that Trevor Noah joke was pretty hacky and lazy, my problem with Oswald's argument is that it's full on straw. That's full of straw. Oswald's first tweet, first tweet wasn't offensive and his ensuing 52 tweets to try and find offense in the joke. Uh, and his, okay. Eh, I think that he has a bit of a point, but he went about it wrong. If he had tweeted something in the vein of the Noah jokes, which were offensive to some folks, and spent 52 tweets breaking down why those were okay, then I'd be all right with a screed. Well, why? Why would he waste his time doing that? Well, not just that. I mean, why waste your time doing anything on Twitter? But um, it's not that. That wouldn't have been, that actually wouldn't have been funny. No. Like, the the joke, the actual joke that he did is not the first tweet. Mm-mm. It's all 53 tweets combined is why it's funny. It's like if a comedian got on stage and did that as a bit. That would be hilarious to me. Because I'd be like, oh, my God, look at all the ways you can look at such a simple statement in a very complicated way to where you people would might see some of that as offensive. <clears throat> so it, the bit only works if the first joke is innocuous. If the first joint joke was, and then like I said, and it's all because at the end of the day, people are relating it to the Trevor Noah shit when it's really not related to, to the Trevor Noah no, shit. No, it's not. <clears throat> like, some of the shit Trevor Noah said was just downright, it can be, people will be offended by it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was, you need to look at the different or a different spin on this. It was just, he's made the jokes about Jewish girls or fat women or whatever, and people might be offended by that. 
I don't think that's what Pat Nasrallah was going for. He basically took But the title of the article said it. So that's why people jumped there. Right. And also he took a very simple kind of a kid's knock-knock joke and was like, look, this joke is silly and not really funny. Everybody knows it. And I'm going to break it down to show you how somebody can take something simple as as a kid's, you know, uh, six, seven-year-old knock-knock joke and make the shit not funny at all. Right. But since that ain't what happened, Oswald's ever seemed less like an effort to point out how people are hypersensitive and more like he is trying to insinuate what insulate himself and comedy as a whole from any criticism. It reminds me of an article he had written earlier this year in the same vein as Jonathan Chase, I'm a white liberal ally, what about my feelings think piece? Saying that all criticism is absurd means no comic is valid because everything is absurd. If he had come out and said, yes, I know these jokes offend people, but I'm going to keep telling them, then I'd be all right with him. Sorry for the long-ass response. It's all right, man. you just wrong. Um, and the thing is, uh, some people were saying, like, he's written other shit and there's been problems. And if he has, and then this is just a long, another in a long list of that, I could relate to that. I can understand that. I'm just not aware of that shit. Me you know, I haven't really. This is, like, really the first thing I've seen from him where I was like, oh, shit, okay. This, and then when he shitted on Bill Cosby. And said One the of comedy the few community, people. Yeah, it said the comedy early in the, in the shit. Where right. He was like, the comedy commu- community is kind of complicit in this. Uh, Capadonna says, the Patton Oswalt Twitter joke wasn't the best joke, but it was on point. We're at a point where we not only overanalyze comedy, but tend to nitpick every, every statement in the media, particularly on the left. It's the reason why I can't go in too hard on common Starbucks. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Shocking for me. Uh, or Patricia Arquette. They screwed up, but they're not the enemy. But the whole thing is that he knows the joke wasn't funny. Like, it's yeah. not like he wrote a ha-ha-ha joke and broke it down. He was like, this is a non-funny standard hack joke, and I'm going to break it down. Yeah. There are times where I want, where I where I all but check out on Twitter and social media in general, as someone's going to be petty and overreact and not see the forest for the trees. Also, to be honest, I think these kings and queens of perpetual outrage would be angry with anyone who wasn't a woman. It was Jessica Williams or if it was, it was Jessica Williams or no one. The tweets, as corny as they are, are secondary. I think social media has turned. It's so funny because now we're talking about Trevor Noah. I the poll is only about Pat Oswalt. Both people that responded wrote about Trevor Noah. Right, because it's funny. In their mind, that's that's what this whole thing is about. It is not really about that. It's just about maybe I'm my perspective is about the the joke he did and him breaking it down. But a lot of people, because like you said, because the way the article was presented, everybody's just making these connections. You know, it's just amazing to me because if the article doesn't make that the title, and they simply say Pat Oswalt says, uh critic uh says uh comedy is critiqued much harshly much more harshly now if he's if that was the title got a whole completely different response people would have been like oh yeah it is right but if you say pat Oswalt defends trevor noah then we got to bring in trevor noah's jokes and all this shit meanwhile there was only one tweet about trevor noah and it said welcome to comedy in 2015 trevor noah that's it and that is what the daily show crowd is like and it's going to be that for him yes it they're is they're gonna hyper analyze every single joke and they're gonna want apologies they do it to everybody yes, what happened was john stewart pretty much got grandfathered in because he's been doing the job so long but it wouldn't have mattered if it was jessica williams whoever gets the job people are gonna be like well, you know, this one joke you told could make trans people feel uncomfortable. And this other joke you told could make, uh, you know, uh, there's people with gluten allergies and, and that can make them feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
it's just you have to decide if you give a fuck or not but i didn't read it i didn't read what what and the other leap that people people are making Patton oswald didn't say don't criticize comedy no he did not he didn't say any criticism of comedy is wrong but like dr dostax wrote that he felt that that's what he was saying like i i don't know what i feel like people just read the title and just went he defended trevor noah because he thinks you shouldn't be able to say anything is bad about a joke and i didn't get that i don't know i didn't get that vibe and i read the whole thing more than once now um so he says i think social media has turned a lot of people uh conspiracy brother from undercover brother you say good morning and ninjas are pulling glocks and going on the diatribe the german roots of the word good um so well i think people legitimately get mad and i don't ever want to like take away the fact that a lot of these people are mad right and the, um, and the anger is and valid. they are offended right um i can't i won't say valid because that's i can't determine if your anger is valid or not but it is valid sometimes in their it mind, is right. yeah sometimes it is sometimes it, it isn't, isn't in my opinion right but you know there's a lot of people but there's a lot of people out there who are opportunistic and they are gonna make names off of it right and that's just what it is like you just need to navigate the space knowing that that's that's there's always somebody out there that's like i get, i'm basically outraged for a living the thing is there's a lot of shit that's outrageous you know what i mean you could make a living off of it because people fuck up every day bobby kw says i said yes i don't think it was meant to really anything to really be upset about i just don't fuck with pat Oswalt. i could understand that um michael t ford the third says i actually don't think oswald was making fun of marginalized people as much as he was making fun of the idea that people mobilize on behalf of being offended he knows, like many people do, that the Daily Show has become more than merely a comedy show, so everything his host says is going to be scrutinized. And his 53 tweets were basically a think piece in tweet form, or at least satire of one. Problematic. That said, obviously, it could be an oversimplification to say hypersensitive people are ruining comedy, which is a sentiment that seems to be constantly expressed by comedians, many of whom are white and male, and not used to having their sensibilities challenged. If there's to be real reciprocity, then comedians have to hear the critics just like they want people to hear their jokes. They're free to ignore them, but like with Louis' gay comedian friend in season one, it's a good thing that they listen to people who tell them that certain jokes affect them differently. Differently. I have no doubt that Trevor Noah will be listening to critics just like Oswald does, but what they do is a tightrope walk that requires a lot of skill, and navigating that tightrope is what garners respect. If it were easy, there'd be no art to it, but at the end of the day, I think you're remembered more for the jokes you land than the ones you don't, because even people who are easily offended want to laugh. If you can do that consistently, you're golden. Yeah, I I just think uh, that you know a guy like Patton oswald uh and many comedians are just now realizing how critical people can be of their shit because it's the first time they really taken in stuff and comedians are kind of fucked up you know emotionally you know they're a little bit fucked up they're stunted in some ways uh they can be extremely analytical over analytical very sensitive it's what makes them funny Mm-hmm. It's what is that that gaping hole that need to get on stage and express that shit to everybody that that's part of the insecurity of their lives but they also need to be the center of attention so yeah and then also they have charisma and they feel like they can be convincing probably there's a lot of them that think they'll be able to like convince and sway you to their side of an argument you know 
like i said i only took away from pat oswald's screed quote unquote that comedy is more highly critiqued now than normal or than it used to be that was it i think everything else is people just throwing other shit into it um you know we've seen the we've seen what it looks like when a comedian literally thinks no none of his material should ever be criticized right when Artie lang is like the pc police are trying to shut me down you're just like oh get the fuck out yeah when anthony cumia does like we've seen it before Mm -hmm. i don't think this was that Mm -mm. i put it that way people go to the extreme with it you know i still have one eyebrow raise like you know i'll be definitely checking him out in the future to see if he says some shit where i'm like oh okay maybe he did mean it that way Prince Ron says, I agree with Patton's commentary because it hit a bigger issue in all of this. The problem is not people criticizing jokes. The problem is what they expect for being offended. I don't think you will find many comedians that would not like to go on a radio show or whatever to discuss a bit that some people found offensive. The problem is that it seems the offended groups don't want any discussions. They want an apology or the culprit to suffer some sort of monetary loss. Right. And sometimes these groups, uh, these people slash groups disregard how disrespectful they are being when addressing comments they don't like, i.e. the recent TBGWT feedback. Comedians have noticed this trend and, wait, I don't understand. People or groups disregard how disrespectful they are being with addressing comments they don't like. Right. You know how people write like the dude last week and shit like that oh. like, like just write stuff and just disregard comedians have noticed this trend and decided that defending their jokes are not really worth it so now they just get ready to fight anyone who has a problem or don't say anything at all right also people need to understand that you being offended doesn't mean shit sometimes you just need to sit there and be mad it's okay that's nothing people don't want to expect either yeah you just sometimes you just be mad and keep going yeah and i guess for black people we've had to deal with that on a lot of shit so we're looking like um yeah you just got to be mad because we had to be mad about a lot of shit and had to let it go yeah the poll i mean the next episode was 924 the b party where we had three guys on randy tim and uh andy um tim miller lives uh and we had five comments <clears throat> b touch says laugh my ass off at tim i think it was tim correct me if i'm wrong singing that Moke and steph song uh, I don't remember who said that, said the joke, so, um, but, uh, Lenore312 says, I just binge listened to the last three podcasts, so forgive me if I overlap some po- topics, but I'll try to keep this short. I really need a notepad when I listen to y'all. Dame Dash is Theo as in Theo. Yes, dad. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my life. Uh, he kept saying, have your own money, have your own money. Where did you get the money, Dame? A job? Or are you referencing the drug game where you're flipping all this consignment money? Also, I'm not trying to work 10 to 20 years so I can give my kid a job. Fuck, I look like that child needs to learn how to work what uh, for what they want just like I did. If your son's cookies were all that you could, wouldn't, were all that, you wouldn't have to carry them with you to your interviews, passing them out like some flyer dude on the corner. That's true. You were exactly right with that woman being completely okay with Empire having an issue with blackish. She claimed to have a white child with a black best friend and couldn't see the resemblance of that little girl's affluent black family in Dre's. It's probably because the real black family never had that little white girl over to play. I can hear her mama now. Can Becky come over? Uh-uh. Her mama isn't ain't setting foot in our house. I pay for her. You can play with Becky at school. Ah. I bet she got hired by deadline, though. Mm-hmm. 
the poor torture soul welling about dark skin activists is right up there with dame dash as a person you could just walk away from when they start spouting foolishness i was tempted to post my light-skinned self with that dark skin boo on her page with my dark skin boo on her page but i kept my petty in check <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> it reminded me of when light girls was on and dark women and light were dismissing the issues the women spoke of regarding bullying i was not bullied but i understood that, that can be harmful for different reasons for women of different shade privileges or no privilege right but that that's another light-skinned moment for another day <laughs> let's end with with uh let's end with celebrating with let's end with to celebrating all women black girl rock uh was a um, black girls rock was amazing and karen i hope you at least check the highlight reel on the site she didn't you are very confident yeah. you are very confident in general so you might not need an extra black girl magic boost but it's always nice to see your black sisters doing well and looking fine as hell <laughs> shout out to ava duvernay and tracy ellis ross for showing off dash them cakes oh and fuck bees and wives never been stunned but i hate them just the same keep the podcast coming love you both lenore 312 thank you lenore Thank you, sweetie. I think that might be the first time she just wrote in and was nice and didn't have no problems with something I said. So, no, high five. Um, Anonymous says, Rod saw a bee around me today. Never been stung before, but I didn't think twice about it at first. Then I remember your stories of being stung and took some revenge out on that bee for you, bruh. It landed on, ah. the, it landed on the ground and I stomped the shit out of it. These bees better learn not, not, we not playing with them. Yeah, that's a dangerous proposition, man. You make you coming to you coming to be you best not miss that motherfucker will sting your ass if you miss. African bees responded to that comment with, "We know where you live, nigga. We saw that shit." <laughs> African bees also said, "See what y'all made us do? You think this a game? America is ours now." More ha 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 ha. Wait a second, the CIA is outside our house. Be right back. <laughs> and it was B E E right back. Uh, we had a poll. The poll was, do you think the down low is the cause of higher rate of HIV in America's black, gay black male community? Cause that's what, um, Randolph Terrence was saying. Uh, cause we read a poll that said, that just had astounding numbers for Atlanta's, um, black gay male, uh, HIV rates. Yes, 53%, no, 47%. That was a close poll. Uh, here's the comments. Prince LeRon says, I read the study and I found it very unlikely that the download is responsible for the increase in HIV infection among gay black males in Atlanta. Firstly, the people in the study had to volunteer for the study. I doubt that many download men will participate in a study in which they will have to identify themselves as gay. Yep, I thought the same thing. Secondly, the studies detail that gay white men had similar, uh, very similar sex experiences as their black counterparts. Sadly, the fact that, that increases the probability of contracting HIV is the amount of sex you have with black males. Luckily, the problem can be avoided by using safe sex practices. This makes me wonder how many black parents or parents from another race discuss safe sex with their gay son. I imagine that number is very low. Right. This is a major issue since the outbreak is occurring mostly in young black men. I wonder if this is, uh, if this is spark up another conversation about Truvada. Truvada is a drug that has been known shown to significantly lower the chances of transmitting HIV, but it is not widely used because of the stigma. Men who use the drug are called Truvada whores because of the perception that they are not having safe sex. It also makes me want to see a study of the primary reason why straight males opt to use condoms. 
is it that std or birth control in the past if a woman says she was on the pill i have very little reservation going in and unprotected to keep in to keep it 100 i it happened during my last sexual encounter she told me she was on birth control and i threw the condom over my shoulder like bobby schmurder threw his hat in that hot nigga video oh lord it was not a smart move but i guess unexpected pregnancies is my main concern i rolled the dice for stds i usually don't and i was lucky enough to dodge a bullet that time yeah prince Laurent, man be careful out there but I, I do wonder that's a great that's just a great post i don't really have anything to add that's perfect correct ratty gadson says public health measures like clean needle exchanges and access to decent health care is essential to stopping the spread of hiv people on meds are much less likely to pass the virus to others the affordable care act could make a great difference for pe- people and help with wipe out hiv slash aids legislature in georgia had a principled opposition to handouts and those assholes are doing everything they can to limit access to treatment so i don't blame the download i blame unreceptive assholes Hmm. that's a good point uh if you don't have access to the health care which is another factor probably everybody wants to gloss across that like everybody has access to health care and they don't yeah michael t4 says yeah i think the fact that the existing pool of black gay men in atlanta is currently affected with hiv at the at the rate it is coupled with the likely less testing due to health care is the primary reason that infections continue to happen safe sex practices are cool and all but it all takes it, all it takes is one unsafe act, and we know uh, from groupie tales how common those are. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to believe down-low guys will be riskier than out guys who aren't committed relationships, so I think they are just being scapegoated here. KJ Dollar says, I think too much blame is put on guys being on the down-low. While I will, uh, to dent, wait, while I will, to dent that there are some guys that are, at this point, it has become a way... <clears throat> to maybe while i will admit that there are some guys that are at this point it has become a way to place game or blame on bisexual men which by the way are not in high numbers certainly not enough to affect the whole community of women as people will have you believe right yeah that's one of it just the mathematically just seems illogical to me to say that the download is responsible for all the 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 hiv and shit yeah that's not realistic the numbers are too high to just throw it in that way and i think it helps people not think about it Mm mm-hmm Instead of looking at the heterosexual practices that are contributing to the rise of HIV, besides, I think the download was guys who slept with guys and didn't let women know. How's this related to the high rate of gay people getting AIDS? Yeah, interesting. And uh, I think Prince Ryan just hit the nail on the head. It really wasn't much else to add. No, episode 925, Roddy's Angels. Well, we had Whiskey Wine and Moonshine on. Mm-hmm. Love those ladies. Always. Um, and, You know, much of their bed terrorist. Um, <laughs> B Touch says, "Hey, Ryder, Karen. Regarding Furious Seven, studios determine demographics of the opening weekend, the audience via exit polls, sort of like what the media does for elections. They typically hire a company named Cinema Score to conduct these exit polls at certain theaters across the country, and as in political polls, average and extrapolate that data to represent the entire country. They ask the theater goers for their ages, gender, and races, and letter and grading letter of the film." For the record, Furious 7 scored an A average, as it should. Mm-hmm. Jonathan says, first things first, drunk Karen is the realest. <laughs> How'd she do that? Queen Karen was killing it this show. The ladies of Whiskey Wine and Moonshine were funny and insightful. Rod did a masterful job of holding it all together on the rails. And kudos, sir. 
Yikes. Yeah, right, Roger has a tough job, a tough job. The closing of Planned Parenthood in Indiana causing a spike in HIV fits into my larger problem with Republicans. They are so wed to their ideology that they exaggerate their problems with places like Planned Parenthood. Only 2% of what Planned Parenthood does is abortions, but since 2% is more than zero, it has to be shut down. It doesn't help that, to be frank, Republicans couldn't give two shits about women and people of color. Right. It only becomes a problem when white dudes start dying. On a happier note, Ellen Powell banning salary negotiations at Reddit seems like a great idea. Numerous studies show that women are penalized by men and women if they negotiate. They are seen as being a bitch for the same behavior a white guys praise. I think it was Lady Buddha who pointed out using algorithms to achieve pay equality. However, uh, I think it was Miss Smart. However, more companies move to this more objective model than the old boys club. AJ Dendineer says just a few points. One, I agree with Jonathan. Drunk Karen is the greatest. <laughs> Number two, I wish somebody would try to email Karen about her comments. Us real TBGWT folks know what knew she wasn't for real. Number three, <clears throat> I know some grown, intelligent black women. The whiskey wine and moonshine ladies are some of my favorite people. One of my fears is being out in Atlanta with my girl and seeing one of the whiskey wine moonshine ladies. I probably end up looking crazy trying to say hello, but then we're getting into street harassing and they, that wouldn't be a good look. Well, you can probably do, you, they, you can probably speak to Miss Smart and Soul Glow, cause I think they are okay Soul with it. Soul Glow. <laughs> uh, I mean, not Soul Glow. What'd I say? You said Soul Glow. Sojo. <laughs> Soul Glow. Uh, you can probably, uh, Soul Glow is the lady who did your, um, painting. Yes. Yeah. So shout out to her, by the way. Um, but yeah, you can probably do Sojo and, um, miss smart but i don't think lady buddha i don't think she plays that so uh i got nothing else to add this yeah, is lady buddha exercise she probably be running and jogging past you right uh you have to talk to her real fast oh, no 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 oh, and let me get your number real quick oh she gone oh she gone shit i got nothing else to add this is just a thirst comment great podcast great guest y'all keep it the good work yeah i know that's gotta suck for all their fans that uh they don't do video anymore like uh especially jeffrey Angela writes in. Yeah, I, I, well, he, yeah, he love come, he love go hit in that chat room. He, he be in there early on a Tuesday. Uh, Angela writes in. Angela Fobbs, I had so much fun listening to this episode. It almost makes me want to move back to America just to be with my people. I love your show. Oh, thank thanks, you, Angela. That's so nice. Um, and you ain't got the answer. Says, just want to say thanks for not giving Columbus Short a pass, Rod. He ain't shit. And I don't need him ruining my drip drop, drippity drop. He's a weirdo with Hulk-like personalities, and I can't have that on Empire. Unless he's the type of man that makes a man love a man, then maybe I'll let him on the show. <laughs> the poll was, should really thin models be banned? Because France banned anorexic models, uh, which, you know, some people applaud and all that stuff. Um, I don't know how to feel because I'm like, they don't they people too right should really thin models be banned yes it's an unhealthy image to portray 43 percent no skinny women need love 257 percent here's the comments uh monkey blood says i always cry foul when the answer to discrimination is more discrimination how about include models of all shapes and sizes instead of banning the skinny ones some folks are skinny and can't help it no matter what they eat right the answer shouldn't be to make them feel like their physique is a problem also fuck a bee and waska eat a fat one too 
lenore says banning women that are legitimately naturally skinny is just as bad as scolding a woman who that is naturally curvy if people really want to promote healthy body image they would have multiple sizes and body shapes on the runways it would represent the vast customer base and may maybe make the companies more money yeah they don't look at it like that though it's sad because mm-hmm. don't you want all the money right i don't even understand fashion i don't get it olivia says i do not agree uh this rad film esquire mm-hmm. or rad film underscore esquire oh uh i got my birthday card thank you mm-hmm. i just had to let her know that i'm sorry I do not agree with banning skinny models. I think the solution to oppressive expression isn't banning things, which is more oppression, but instead more expression. So in this context, the answer to skinny models being used to perpetuate unrealistic beauty standards is not keeping the models from working. It's increasing the number of non-pin-thin models who work. If you increase the diversity of body and beauty ideas, it won't, ideals, it won't be undue, it won't be unduly influential that a couple of these models remain skinny. If they want to create a useful band that isn't based on body shape, my suggest an upper age limit of 18 or even 20. At some point, you're, you'd probably organically reduce the number of skinny girls if you kept the 14-year-olds away from the backstage old man and cocaine parties. However, I disagree with the above comments to the extent that they state that banning thin people from modeling is as damaging as scolding fat people. It's not. That's because of context. There's a whole industry and culture that supports thinness as an ideal, and that will exist whether or not people as thin as models are uh, as models are allowed to work. On the other hand, there's a widespread bias of our culture, many others, against fat people that affects their ability to get adequate health care, buy clothes, and that fit, earn as much money as thin people, and exist in a world without constant harassment that some onlookers think is acceptable and for, for their own good. I don't think anybody can be banned from working based on their body, but I generally, uh, but generally out in the culture that actually happens to fat people and it doesn't hurt thin people. So they aren't the same. I agree. It's not the same. Uh, in that, on that one point that she's making, which is yes, you do need more diversity. You shouldn't just ban these models. But saying banning them is the same as shaming fat people, it isn't the same, really. Mm-mm. But it's because of context and history, you know. Um, that being said, you know, I still don't think it's good to try to make these people ashamed of being, you know, skinny. skinny. Right. Um, then the last episode was uh, 9.26 PMS Ice Cream, mm-hmm. which has 10 replies. <laughs> people have a lot to say apparently oh uh, yeah you guys have a lot to say let's see nicole at, at queen mel mindy says um i understand what karen is coming from about pms ice cream i was especially offended before rod mentioned the creator was female it's picking on the generalization like a guy saying to women to a woman who is upset that she must be on her period what if someone made slash proposed an idea for an ice cream for black people called shuck and jive the cartoon uh, said something about how blacks love to dance, and it was banana flavored. Even if the concept came from a black person and clearly a joke, I'd feel some type of way about that. Yeah, I don't think that's what this is at all. Uh, I don't think it was like crying like a bitch ice cream or something like that. That would have been fucked up, or I'm being completely illogical right now, ice cream. Then I would have been like, oh, that's really bad. Saying the symptoms of a period which is like i'm hungry uh you know i don't necessarily feel like it's the same as saying you know 
come get some black man ice cream (laughs) shuck and jive get this monkey flavor yeah like if they had black ice cream labels like this and it was like one of them had to be cooned see no no because that's not what she put i'm trying to make an actual Uh. comparison to the kind of shit she put on her ice cream okay i'm sorry and i'm saying it would be stuff like uh you know it's like if it was pro if it was like black it would be like um you know say stuff like uh soul okay you know stuff that like you're not gonna just put on there some negative shit about black people you're gonna put you know it's just do you deem the idea like Karen just wasn't for the idea period, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I, I didn't find what she said to be like trying to say like negative things about women. I think she could have went much further with that. If that's what she really wanted to do. It was, yeah, I need some more. Don't come near me. And I think I'm dying. And there, you know, as as far as like how periods go i don't feel like she was trying to say you know it would be like i guess it, like i said for a black person it'd be like give me five would be something like that in my opinion if you just want to say the black experience but anyway it's just not a good one-to-one comparison Jawan says just a disclaimer that i may be speaking from a place of male privilege but i didn't necessarily see an issue with the pms ice cream i haven't listened to the show again yet and i don't remember if that was this was brought up as part of the show story but this isn't a real product. This is this is that is entering the market. This was a mock design by a graduate school graphic design student for a class project on a pro- funny product play- packaging, and she wanted to design something exclusive to her experience. Yeah, I, I, I pointed that out during the thing. Karen didn't care. Mm-mm. I guess the bigger question that arises from this is: is there a pro- is there a problem or is it offensive? If companies create and or market products that are designed exclusively to appeal to one particular gender and their exclusive experiences. I don't know, but I guess perhaps I'll pay more attention to real product labels in the future. Yeah. I mean, cause Karen's whole thing was like, you don't do this for me. And I'm like, just for me, ain't got no men on the cover either. You know, like just for me, got a little black girl on there, but uh, think Snoop Dogg don't dip into the just for me when he was perming his hair. <laughs> Like, I don't know that it's, you know, anyway. AJ the engineer says, I knew you guys would talk about the Walter Scott shooting, but I expected it to be a few days from now about after more information came out. Yeah, I typically do that, but I mean, is that, can there be more information in that fucking video? Can there? I really agree with the comments you made about this being a very high priority for black men and women. I'm 29 with a nice college degree. And what I believe is a nice car. I'm scared just about every day. I thought I would be scared more so about rock chips and people denting my car, but no. I'm actually more afraid of that of the busted taillight or headlight causing me to be pulled over. Like Karen said, degrees ain't bulletproof. Mm-mm. I live in Atlanta, and while there are some pretty liberal people inside the city, most of them don't work for the police. So all the things that black folks have been trying to explain and worrying about still exist. But this is Atlanta, and every day there's some crime committed by some black man, but when a cop goes around and shoots a black person for no good reason, it is very easy for a lie to be fabricated. I hate being the conspiracy Negro, but I don't believe these police reports when they come out, and especially if they, they're being read by a major news outlet. We all know that these write-ups are the most reviewed and proofread reports ever written by the time it reaches the desk of CNN. So let me add this to the mix. I've had this car for about six months now. I haven't been bothered by the police, even though I'm expecting it. I really do 
think this has to do with my skin complexion. I've got that JL Calvin Daywalker skin skin tone. <laughs> I think these cops think I'm a white guy with big lips and they don't bother me. I know it I I can't I can't prove that with facts because but I think it plays a factor. That's why I can't stand it when folks, like you said earlier, try to yada yada over the racial aspect of how a cop decides to handle their job. We have too many examples now of cops playing nice when there are white people pointing guns at innocent people and then of cops shooting and killing other folks, black people in my Randolph, black people in my Randolph Terrence voice (laughs) when there is no apparent danger. I really wanted to cuss and argue with people online about this, but I held back. But I did want to thank you all for expressing the anger I've been feeling on this story and the many similar stories to this. That's why I love this podcast. I come here for hard-hitting racial analysis and stay for all the good ratchetness. Y'all have a good weekend. Don't let the pollen get you, AJ. Thank you. Kyle says, as a minority who is trying to pursue a career in graphic design, I feel like I have to defend Parker Jones. First, people need to stop talking about this project as if it is real and not something done for a class. Second, we don't know what the specifics of the assignment was. For all we know, she may not have been allowed to make a target a product targeting males. Teachers often put limits on what students can do in order to get them ready for the real world. What do you think about that, Karen? I don't care. Sorry. Don't care. And maybe she just didn't want uh, to make a product targeting men. One of my first projects as a design student was to make a fake poster for the rapper Blue. I don't care about people who don't like rap. Also, uh, another black classmate put a black history project in his final uh, portfolio. Here's something that I took off Parker's portfolio site. It is a description of the ice cream. The ice cream that understands PMS. About the project. The ice cream that says what every girl is thinking. This fictional humorous ice cream packaging includes the three steps of PMS. I don't think you have to laugh at the design, but I personally don't think Parker Jones was making fun of women when she made this. I feel like she was trying to make an inside joke about PMS that only women would get. Because as a cis male, I don't know what it's like to have PMS. Not swayed at all by Kyle's argument? Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, see, I feel like this, what you're doing right now is the same as what you did with Blackish. Where it's just like, I heard mm-hmm. Blackish and I'm done. I'm, I'm not listening to it. I don't, I don't want to hear it. I'm, I completely, I'm done even thinking about this shit. Yep. And then now you can't fucking, I have to watch Blackish with you because if I watch <laughs> it without you, you'll be like, what happened to Blackish? So. Yep. Yeah, all right. Yep, I'm not saying ice cream ain't good. I'm not, you know, I'm saying she ain't got the right to do it. She got the right to do it, sell it, make it, whatever she wants to do with it. I'm not saying the woman ain't got the right, but I do have the right to be offended and say no. Mm-hmm. You don't even know why you offended. <laughs> yes, I do. Why are you offended? I am offended because I don't like the name of the ice cream called PMS. You can call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. Don't call it that. Mm-hmm. Cavadonna says, I'm going to wa- leave Walter Scott alone because, uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep myself from crying or screaming. Also, on that pastor t- talking male leadership, uh, yeah, that man is special. First guess, I don't, wait, first guess, I don't get this BS because we've had female preachers in my church for years. Also, did this cat skip over the books of Ruth and Esther? Esther literally saved the entire nation of Israel. Mary and Martha were considered equal to apostles by Jesus. Priscilla was a missionary who funded the Apostle Paul. 
Rod, I don't think there were any vagina lips in that church. Sounds like far too many male uh, retreats I've been to during my church life. One of the things I love about some of my pastors I sat under is they very openly called members to question the misogyny and made it clear that the church would fall apart without women. Update, because he put another one. Uh, I once walked out of my own cousin's church because of the ignorant misogyny. I would have walked out of my uncle's church as a kid. Guess I was too much of a militant liberal intellectual at 12, except my agnostic daddy gave me the nigga you move and I slap you silly. We stuck here together side eye. Right as a counterbalance to the misogyny and low key bigotry from this snake, these snake charmers, I just check out a few feminist theologists as well as the Unitarian church. Yeah, I mean, I guess my thing is, cause I, I hate to tell people to, to leave a situation. Uh, I think I was just mad at the time, but, um, I could understand staying to try to change it. It's just when you hear people apply that shit, you're just like, I personally would feel like I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not coming back. You guys got it. You know what I mean? But maybe people can stay and change churches for the better so that they don't say stupid shit like that dude was saying. Prince Laurent says, DreamWorks did everything in their power to fuck up any success that home could have achieved. The movie had the same budget as every other film they had released, but they were so scared about how white people would feel about the movie. All they had to do was promote this movie like they do every other animated movie that they release. That's it. Changing the main character to a little black girl shouldn't change that. They, what were they really afraid of? Was it that, uh, they thought that white kids wouldn't want to see the movie if that, or that the white parents would forbid their children from seeing the movie? They don't care. It is such a shame that this movie starring a little black girl is tainted because the company cared more about the feeling of white people above all else. Uh, also, I was making a sandwich during the podcast. I accidentally knocked it off the table when Karen brought up Brave. The unique thing about Brave was that Disney was making a statement about how they were moving away from the typical Disney princesses and making a character that moves little girls that that more little girls can relate to, who was still white. DreamWorks was taking an even bigger step and swept that black girl under the rug. The only things left for is for them to publicly blame black people for this film not doing as well as expected. Lastly, I have to add this to my agenda. Home is the best animated film of all time. If you bring up Toy Story, I'm going to call you a racist or a coon. All those years, and Andy's mom never brought any black toys. <laughs> Andy Davis writes in, if they make PMS ice cream in Rocky Road or chocolate Oreo flavors, then I can use the name as an excuse where my son cannot have any. <laughs> you eat that ice cream, boy, you're going to start your period. Win-win for all the mothers whose children don't let them have anything once it goes into the freezer, fridge, or cabinets unless you hide it from them. I think I'm going to use the PMS tag on all my leftovers from the restaurant. <laughs> she is on to something here. Day says, look at all the comments and looks at all the comments and knows Rye's going to have a conniption. Leaves another comment. <laughs> I know Karen said that North Charleston acted swiftly because they didn't want another Ferguson. I disagree, though. The shooting happened before the video evidence service. The police department wholly was going to ride with the lies he told, even though the man was clearly not clearly shot, was clearly shot in the back. It wasn't until the video came out and they had no choice. Right. Which, which, which is why I said that is I'm not justifying the fact that they may have something underneath the rug. What I am saying is that once the video came out, they was like, no, we are not dealing with this. Like once it got to the point where they could not ignore it, they had to respond. They responded swiftly. Not saying that they wouldn't have hit it if they could have. 
that is exactly how i read it from you karen that's exactly what i was gonna say i think when he says he disagrees i don't think there's anything to disagree about i think they clearly have not reacted as ferguson did right and it's because they don't want ferguson on their hands because ferguson didn't react at all which was the problem well no 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 they reacted they 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 geared up their police and put them in black neighborhoods and all this shit and they and you know and they basically kept blaming the dude for his death and then they released everything that was negative about the guy right they didn't want to do that they could have do not underestimate the ignorance of racism right never ever do that i could literally uh, like they i i wouldn't have been shocked if the police commissioner came out and was like yeah we saw the video we don't think he did anything wrong uh waiting for more information to come out this guy also happened to be behind on his child support all right well guys you know they could have said that i've already seen fox news making certain defenses of it we'll talk about it tomorrow so there's always someone willing to defend this shit Mm mm-hmm so i don't think karen was wrong at all to say they didn't want another ferguson when the mayor issues an executive order to get police body cameras right immediately like that's the person that doesn't want to deal with the ferguson and they don't want to deal with riots they don't want to deal with uh anger in the community putting police in riot gear to go to the community they don't want to deal with that stop Mm -hmm. policing marches they don't want to deal with the city getting sued they don't want to deal with the state getting sued and even here in north carolina uh, our state missed some type of a deadline for funding, which they just got reinstated, which would allow the uh, counties and the city officers in our state to get the same type of equipment that the people in Ferguson has. So don't don't be fooled. Mm-hmm. I pay attention to that shit. Uh, so he goes on to say, uh, um, even though the man was clearly shot in the back, it wasn't until the video came out uh, that they had no choice. If there was, see, that's the thing. Well, you say they had no choice. Oh, they had a choice. Yes, they did. They had a choice. They could have chili grape the fuck out of there. Yeah, this this ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like I even with that video, put it this way: if you feel that confident, do you think that cop will be convicted of murder? And if you can say anything other than yes, then you know they had a choice. You know, and if you really are like me, leaning towards probably not, then you really understand they had a choice. You know, I don't want to strip that of them you know what i mean because it's all you knew that cop was gonna lie and they presented that to the to the public because when someone's killed you have to have a report right away and you basically back up what the police officer said until evidence proves otherwise they don't have time to do forensics or tell people well if you wait uh remember how long it took to do the autopsy well if you wait 20 days we'll we'll let you guys know what we think happened with that shooting no, you roll with what the cops said and witnesses said, and then you just hope that that's right. Right, and and and, and another reason why I, my biggest thing about they didn't want another Ferguson is because we have seen video in the past from black people getting beat, shot, and killed, and all this other shit, and states and cities and counties going, the police was justified in their actions, and they followed procedure. So the video really didn't mean a goddamn thing unless who's ever in charge decides that we're going to respond because of the video. And they responded because they was like, we don't want to deal with the backlash. We don't want to waste taxpayers' money. We don't want to deal with this here yeah, they have video of Tamir Rice, too. Like, that's, you know, there's always a reason to be like, 
you know, to think that this time they'll get it right. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been shocked if they would have did it wrong again. Right, because video proof don't mean nothing. We've seen it a lot. Uh, so it says, um, if there was the same type of video evidence with Mike Brown and Darren Wilson, I believe in my heart that Wilson would have been charged. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I, hey, man, you just believe more in this that police department and the city around them than i do right didn't we see a dude get choked to death talking about i can't breathe and what they right. didn't charge him right right okay like, yeah turned I, I don't know bro you you just got a lot of faith in them i don't have it uh as far as white people not having to care or worry about this happening to them i agree this week in the cafe at, at lunch my job has to be at least 90 percent white the shooting has been played on loop on cnn white people don't even bat an eyelash in the direction of the television yeah damian jones says i just wanted you to to toss in two i just wanted you to toss in two cents on the cnn story you mentioned oh i just so i think he just meant i wanted to toss in two okay mandisa thomas the author did not pick the title confessions of a black atheist as cnn has a series of confessions of dot 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 articles that's what i thought yep that's what i said to um I think Brandon on Facebook, I was like, sound like an editor picked this title because there's no confessions in it. Okay. Okay. Damien, okay. They presented it with their title like, fuck it. We're not going to use your title. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know the fuck it, but if they have a series, they're like, write this and then we'll just, eh, we don't know where to fit with this. We'll just put it in this series. <laughs> right. After years of political and activism, I personally am avoiding organizations, especially in leadership roles. Due to Mandisa's leadership and the need for black people to have a way to transition out of church, I started organizing Milwaukee chapter of Black Nonbelievers Inc. I remember there being some hate thrown towards Carrie Washington because she talked about homophobia in the black community. She's right. And while homophobia isn't exclusive to black people, I think it's harder to find acceptance in the black community because the church is so deeply rooted. The response of being non-religious is similar, uh, especially if you are in a small town. As a manager, I had to work harder for my black religious employees because they saw my lack of religion as a trust issue. I hope anybody reading this is questioning and is questioning religion at all seeks out an organization like Black Nonbelievers Incorporated to find a community outside of church. Maybe April can be Women Leaders Month. Swish Women Leaders. Because <laughs> um, everybody seeks community. Everybody wants to be accepted. And, yeah. and, and for me personally, I don't. When it comes to job and your ability to do a job, I don't care what the fuck your religion is. Can you do the job? Yes and no. You, that has nothing to do with anything else in my mind. Just because I don't really don't care what your religion is. Yep. And the poll was PMS ice cream. Funny and cool or offensive and wrong? Now, I was very proud of our audience with the results of this. <laughs> um, guys, you know, as as usual, you guys are such smart, cool people. Mm-hmm. 81% of them said funny and cool. And 19% said offensive and wrong. Yep. I know I'm being irrational and logical and don't care. That's really nothing I can do about that. Sterling says, I wish there was a third option for a little bit of both. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if I was mad about the ice cream when Rod first mentioned it, but Karen got so mad that I think I'm mad too now. <laughs> and then he threw a, a emoji looking thing of a table being flipped. <laughs> Jim says, I think it's a cute idea and the design looks dope. The only thing that I find wrong about this concept is PMS happens before a woman's period. But I guess it's not as appealing to say on your period ice cream or menstruation ice cream saying PMS is much more flattering. 
yeah a lot of people just have issues with women having pms um like it's just a negative dirty thing that we should never talk about uh capadonna says karen you and your hormones are overreacting what would be so offensive about strawberry ice cream in reference to menstruation and now I'm going to enjoy my cops beat you black and blueberry sorbet by Ben and Jerry's. I'm just playing Kappa. <laughs> uh, you ain't got the answer says Karen went so hard. You had me spitting out my drink. I agree. It is slightly a bit ridiculous, but before my cycle, I definitely need all the ice cream I can get, but I'm just a foodie. Love food. I'll take the PMS ice cream, especially if they have a coupon attached. Jasmine Simone says as long as it's chocolate flavor i don't give a fuck <laughs> there you go so those are the, the results of the polls yeah i'm willing to stand by my ignorance mm-hmm. yeah um uh, and then uh we have voicemails let's get to those actually um we got two voicemails um here we go Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Olivia, Rad Firm Lawyer, calling you from Chicago. Um, in regards to episode 926, which is called PMS Ice Cream. And I just wanted to say, Karen, I'm not trying to cramp your style or make your argument seem weak or bloodless, but um, ah. I just have to disagree with you about that PMS ice cream. I love it because women are finally letting the jokes about it flow in public without sharing what ah. irritable men think. I mean, I take your point that the narrative context around periods is usually based on just, like, a flood of misogyny. Right. However, I do see some public discussion of periods as challenging that context rather than adding to the stream. (laughs) I think part of why the period humor we're all used to from men is so offensive is because it's based on an excuse not to listen to women. And another part is because men somehow got to joke about periods even though they don't experience them. And women were supposed to be ashamed and embarrassed by their period. Mm-hmm. Why would you call in the middle of the motherfucking email voicemail? Why? Why do people do this, Karen? I don't know. Hang up on them. <sighs> I did hang up, but now I had to start a voicemail over, and it was so good. Oh, god damn it! I hate people, man. Yeah, <laughs> they really are the fucking worst. It's like every, every week, like, don't call the show during this period. Well, I'm going to call. Get my call on. Uh, anyway, I'll play it again. Damn it. Hey, Rod and Karen. This is Olivia, Rad from Lawyer, calling you from Chicago. Um, in regards to episode 926, which is called PMS Ice Cream. And I just wanted to say, Karen, I'm not trying to cramp your style or make your argument seem weak or bloodless. But um, I just have to disagree with you about that PMS ice cream. I love it because women are finally letting the jokes about it flow in public without sharing what irritable men think. I mean, I take your point that the narrative context around periods is usually based on just like a flood of misogyny. However, I do see some public discussion of periods as challenging that context rather than adding to the stream. I think part of why the period humor we're all used to from men is so offensive is because it's based on an excuse not to listen to women. And another part is because men somehow got to joke about periods, even though they don't experience them, and women were supposed to be ashamed and embarrassed by their periods. So to me, ice cream joke serves two purposes. It's a public joke that refuses to be embarrassed about a normal thing that women go through. And every time that happens, I think it's good. And number two, what type of idiot doesn't listen to somebody trying to feed a ice cream? 
Mm -hmm. So hopefully I don't make my argument in vain. Uh, But you guys are type A people. You'll figure it out. Uh, So love you. Love the show. And uh, talk to you later, probably on Twitter. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, sweetie. So does she uh, change her mind? A little bit. There you go. There you go. I thought it was a bloody good uh, email, (laughs) voicemail. Well, yeah, I, I think part of it is like you're supposed to be embarrassed about this. So just bringing it up is like seen as negative when I don't think it is negative. It's just a part of the, it's a, it's a function of our bodies. It just happens. Like, That's you know what true. I mean? It's just part of human evolution and not our bodies as men, but right. you know, obviously a women's bodies. But yeah, I don't think it's, the stigma around it is overly negative And I, you know, I think, no, I think that's my, that's kind of my problem. But this is one time where she's not trying to be negative. She's just like, let's normalize it. It's just a thing that happens, you know, and it's just a project. I mean, it's not like it's out, but. That's true. You know, I I don't know, man. I just don't think it's a big problem, but. And my, and my, and my thing is that uh, I, I would like for this same person to design a men's flavor on the real though like 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 design ones for like both genders so you I mean just because you I mean because we're, we're poking fun which i completely understand that concept so let's just poke fun at everybody yeah but if you know i, I as a product how do you make pms for a thing for men no you some things are specific only to one gender that's true you know it's like if you make condoms uh well, no, I think we do have condoms for women, but nobody uses them. We do. Rarely, <laughs> though, but, we, but yeah, they yeah. exist. Yeah, but, you know, it's I don't know. I just feel like there's some things that are different to different people. It's like, you know, there's hair products for black women. You know, I don't think yeah, but, Just For Me needs to have Just For Me for white women and Just For Me for black women. Like, nah, they wanted to put a, you know, sometimes it's just for that one specific audience and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like why can't, why can't you service, uh, you know, look at Bevel. You know what I mean? Like, why can't Bevel choose to service black people? And be like, that's it. We're not making a razor for white folks. We're just making a razor for black hair, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think too much people try to do that shit where it's like, well, no, it's also for everybody. Why? It's not for everybody. You know what I mean? It's like what our podcast is. I don't want everybody listening to our podcast. I don't either. Just cool people. That's it. You know what I mean? So um, anyway, I, 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 thank you for right. Thank you, Liv. Uh, next. Hey, Rodney, this is Jada. I just listened to the piece about the PMS ice cream. And yeah, I have a problem with it too, though. Um, I think maybe for different reasons than can, but uh, I guess yeah, I get that this is a joke and it's kind of like a marketing ploy, but for me, I have a problem with it because I feel like when you first said PMS ice cream, I was thinking, well, okay, this is actually something like since it was done in the class, they done, she's done some actual research and included ingredients in the ice cream that actually help women, you know, with their PMS symptoms or something like, you know, like if there's some type of food or herbs or something or like, you know, I know that chocolate is usually, like, you know, pretty popular or whatever. So I thought there was actual research done to, like, maybe help women with their symptoms while, you know, you're also enjoying, you know, your favorite treat or whatever, ice cream. So, and then also, too, I know that, like, any product that you have, you can't control how it's used. But I'm just envisioning this is on the market of, like, 
men actually maybe trying to come from a good place or maybe also trying to be smart asses and like buying this ice cream for their women or something when they, you know, like, oh, here, I got you this, maybe this will help you, gonna help you out to calm you down or something a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so I'm against this really more for that reason. Like, I think it would have been kind of neat if she would have even further maybe did something like where it's got these different weird flavors that you mix together and it was geared towards pregnant women or something. Like, I thought that would be kind of neat. Like, I don't know, pickle and peanut butter or something. You know, something that's kind of weird, but it, it kind of appears to the female, the pregnant, like, female palate or something like that. Like, I thought that, that would be kind of neat. But, yeah, but I'm just kind of against the whole marketing tool because for me there's no really reason to call it PMS ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, sound like it was just regular strawberry and chocolate. So to me it's not... You're just putting this label on here to kind of be funny, but it to me is not really enhancing a product any. So, but that's all I had to say about that, guys. All right, bye. It's helping because it's ice cream. It's helping because it's <laughs> delicious ice cream, and delicious ice cream always helps in all the situations. That's all she's saying. We're normalizing it. That's it. Thank you for writing in or calling in. <laughs> But that is it's, <laughs> the ice cream is not designed to be a fucking uh, remedy for the period. It's like that. It's just ice cream. Have some delicious ice cream. I do understand what she, what she's saying, though. I guess in her mind, when she heard it, she thought, well, maybe there would be some more to it other than it just being regular ass ice cream. <laughs> well, it's just, but it's just a label. That's true. So they didn't tell her to come up with the ingredients to make a recipe for PMS ice cream. You know what I mean? They just said create a, a look. The fact that she has everybody talking about it, it worked. Good job on your project. I hope she got a fucking A. Too bad it is. Because everybody talking too. about this shit and it ain't even that important. I, I'm hey, we can't even buy it. Yeah. Um, last voicemail. What's good? Rod and Karen. It's Marcus from St. Louis. Just want to let y'all know I'm in the grocery store right now listening to that ball beat and uh, I was singing the song out loud and this small Asian child looked me in the eyes and I felt wrong. I feel really wrong. Also, I'm still in the grocery store as you speak. Um, and I found a bottle of Texas Pete. I hear y'all talk about that a lot. So I'm about to give it a run with this hit chicken I'm about to fry. So uh, I'm going to let you niggas know. And uh, if I don't like it, uh, so I guess I just don't like it. <laughs> Bye. That's it. Wait, you interrupted Rad Film Lawyers great thoughtful well thought out voicemail for this shit come on man oh he's doing you getting the texas pete with a little cowboy yeah texas pete nah, texas pete on that fried chicken about to change his life i yeah, mean i like that texas is, pete now. that is good to hear you know somebody before they embark on the most life-changing event in their life you know but i like texas pete on my fried fish yeah but all that being said come on nigga come on bro <laughs> Are you serious right now? Come on. Can't be interrupting the show for that shit. Uh, thank you for being a premium listener and, and uh, enjoying Balls Deep, though. Uh, that Jet, we got emails. David writes in about that TBGWT Jet. What I'm proud of, what, while I'm proud to have been the donor, I would understand completely if sooner or later you found this little plane too restrictive for your needs. It has doors and landing gear, but no passenger seats. Yeah, it also doesn't let the passenger, the landing gear doesn't go up into the jet. 
I mean, I, I don't want to complain. Appreciate you sending it, but I'm just saying. There's also no cockpit, no electrical system, and no fuel tanks. It was the best I could obtain on short notice, but in certain respects, it may have been more of a conceptual uh, than a practical choice. I'd say that it's greatest shortcoming, other than the fact that you can't get into it, and that even if you did, it can't fly, is the absence of flashing lights on the outside. Without them, traveling at night could be dangerous. I speak from experience when I tell you that nighttime is the right time when you need to leave town in a hurry. And this brings me to my main point. Should you, in the course of missionary activities, miss any of the features that you expect from a modern passenger jet, if you find yourself wishing to upgrade to any type of aircraft that more closely befits your stature of your enterprise, I want you to know that I will support you without reservation, no pun intended. I never want to undermine anybody's aspirations. So please don't take my humble gift as a reason to slacken on the pace of your fundraising. Include instead, please accept it as encouragement, as a way to uh, as a way station, and as an affirmation that uh, that you will someday fulfill a most glorious destiny. Think of it as a starter jet in the eventual TBGWT fleet, if you will, as you soar to greater and greater heights. I will always be glad to have played a part, however small, in your historic venture. Best regards, always, David from Brooklyn. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Uh, and yeah, so you guys heard him. We need that jet. Okay. Mm-hmm. We need a real jet. Stop feeding your kids and get to. <laughs> to get real jet fuel, not mm-hmm. diesel. We know you ain't getting ice cream because <laughs> you don't eat ice cream on PMS for reasons. <laughs> Jesse Lee Peterson, this nigga. Um, this person, right? Mr. Biggs Bue says, Mother of a fuck. I knew it was only a matter of time before this cum stain made it onto the fucking with black people. Oh. Y'all think Dr. Manning was bad? This fuck face is the worst, and I mean worst. He's he's one of those lemons who Fox News trots out whenever it's time to shit on black people and blame us for our own problems. I used to think he was part of a running gag, wishful thinking, I know, or just putting on a show uh, for that long blacks who hate blacks money. But after listening to a couple episodes of his show, I'm convinced he's drunk out that Kool-Aid flavored with that backpacks from white people. He reached he reached a permanent 100 score status for me. Uh, here's what's so crazy. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> That's how much shit we read about people, black people being fucked with. I can't even keep up. I can't keep up with our shit. Of, it's a lot of me. I'm just like, did somebody fuck with some black people? Like, what did you say? So. Probably wasn't even top 10 for me. I can't even remember his name. Titus writes in, uh, episode 923. What up, Karen and Rod? Great week of shows. I'm listening to the discussion of men with inferiority complexes and immediately thought of a friend. She works at a hospital as an administrative role, I mean, in an administrative role, and her boyfriend is an engineer. Frequently, she complained to me about him not, about him planning vacations that are expensive. She wants to pay half of travel expenses while, uh, making significantly less. Her boyfriend, to his credit, has the propensity to tell her months to care at a time, and she immediately says, you make more than me, you can afford it. In my opinion, if you want to travel or splurge, make sacrifices or look for more affordable alternatives. Keep up the good work. Peace. Yeah, it's a partnership and you're in it together. It depends on the level you're at the relationship. Right. I think there's a time period where it's like, I'd rather just go to this by myself if I'm paying for this shit. Um, And you can tag along if you want. But, you know, I think if you're together for a while, there should be some consideration. Like, maybe... 
maybe she can't afford this and i do want to go somewhere with her maybe i should plan something more realistic yeah Um, we both can go yeah and you know and unless it's her pride that is like no like i know you will pay for everything but i refuse to let you then i would maybe question her a little bit because it's like you know this person tried to do something nice from you for you mm-hmm. either you trust them or you don't Correct. let your ego go but if it's the opposite where this person just keeps out pricing uh their ma- th- this lady that they're dating um you have to wonder how how much how important is the relationship to you because you know that's that other decisions in your life are going to be like that you know so think about it you know there's going to be times where you what job to take what city to live in uh what side of town you know little shit where it's just like man this person doesn't consider me at all correct ac says pay my tithes so the hard-working people can pay for for the jet you so richly deserve just uh let me hold the keys to for next all-star weekend i'm trying to be all up in ball alert <laughs> <laughs> you definitely will. <laughs> All right. That's everything for the day, man. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. with uh, Leslie Mack and Drew uh, from the uh, Interracial John podcast. So uh, we'll see you guys then. Until then, love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.